The views and opinions expressed on this podcast show may not be those of the host or management. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show with your host, B. Wright Jones. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence, excitement, extra, and yes, I can. This podcast show will bring you encouragement, inspiration, and hope. Know that it's time to walk in your purpose with clarity, confidence, and power. Get Unstuck and Sexy podcast show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with B. Wright Jones, LLC. Hey, 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 everybody. Hello and welcome to the show. Welcome to Get Unstuck and Sexy with me, your host, Coach B. Sexy is the acronym for self-confidence excitement, extra, and yes, I can. Listen, I thank you for joining on today. If you are new to the show, the show comes out on every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're on several different platforms, about 15 platforms, including YouTube, where you can see us live and picture in color. So I hope that this show bless you today. Uh, The show actually comes to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, um, and to bring you hope, you know, that God is alive and well, and that he is concerned about everything that concerns us. So my first, my guest today, I'm really excited. I'm always excited about my guest and her story that she's going to share with us on today is her story of how she struggled with mental health, but how her faith brought her through. So I'm excited to bring on my next guest, Desiree. Come on in the room. Come on in the room, Desiree. Yes, hello. Hi. Hi, Desiree. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. Um, Just thank you so much for being here. And before we get started, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our viewing and listening audience on today. Sure. Um, As you said, my name is Desiree. I live in Waukesha County, uh, born and raised in the in the area. And where is that? Waukesha County. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) uh, Waukesha County is probably like 30 minutes north of Milwaukee area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. All right. So, yeah, born and raised um, in the area uh, okay. all my life. I am a published author and a, a publisher. I recently started a publishing company. Nice. And I, I have a passion for writing. I have a passion for helping people develop their writings and get them out into the world because there are so many beautiful, amazing stories that people have. Yes. Stories of things that they've gone through and things that they've yeah. overcome, and yes. even just beautiful like fiction and fantasy stories. All of it is so amazing. Just the way yes. that God shares His creativity and imagination with us. I want to help people craft that and get it out of them. Amen. Um, 
Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. All right. So you hear that, guys? If you have a story, because you know we're not, we're supposed to share our stories so that we can help somebody else. So you have it. Desiree is here to help you. So you're going to have an opportunity at the end. She's going to share how you can connect with her if you need some help. All right, guys? So let's get right into it. So Desiree, you have a story um, how you've struggled with um, mental health, and um, but your faith has brought you through. Can you share your story at this time with us? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so growing up, I grew up with a very interesting family dynamic. Uh, my parents were divorced when I was very young, and they both uh, got remarried and then divorced the people that they remarried, wow. <laughs> married again. So okay. a lot of marriage, divorce, remarriage, um, some contentions in the family here and there. Um, But through it all, I've seen God be amazing and faithful through every single up up and down that I face there. Um, Growing up between the two houses, uh, my mom and my stepdad, uh, they wanted me to to make sure that I put my best foot forward and to do everything that I do with excellence, which is a very good lesson to teach your kids. But yeah. I took that the wrong way. I took it as like, I have to be the best at every single thing. I have to be yeah. perfect. I have to like mm. always, always, always make sure that I am excelling at every single thing. And if I'm not excelling, I am failing. Wow. And that, that is not true. Um, if you're not excelling at every single thing, that's okay. That just means you're human. <laughs> you are human. That's right. That's um, right. And it took a long time for me to to accept that. Like whenever I got my grade report, I would see, okay, I got a couple B's. I got to make sure that those are A's. And I, I just had this mentality of, I need to be perfect. And I think part of my reasoning for why I felt I needed to be perfect was because things around me were outside of my control because I was a kid, the child. And that was something that I could control how well I did with school, how well I did with my grades. Um, And it took years of unraveling all of those yeah. thought processes. And that is something yeah. that I did a lot in college. Okay. Um, the perfectionism that I had led to anxiety because when I was in college, I, I majored in psychology and I double minored oh. in Japanese and creative writing. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> no, those awesome. do not wow. go together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Wow, that's something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's funny how life happens though. It's just something wow. It yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my thought process with my psych major is okay, I'm going to go into counseling. People often come to me for advice. I must be good at it, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's my thought process. That's my hope. And I get to my senior year of college and I don't want to be a counselor. I don't want yeah. to go into this field. That, that was out the door. How huh? many years <laughs> studying? Oh my gosh. Wow. So that was fun trying to navigate that. So I started getting very anxious. Like I'm about to get my bachelor's degree and I don't want to go into the field that I'm getting my bachelor's in. What am I supposed to do with my life? What am I going to do? Um, and I loved writing. I always loved writing, but the thing with writing and they even tell you this and your college courses, like, you know what, you, you don't make any money in writing, you know, you do it because, because you love it. And I was like, well, I want to make money with my writing though. And I don't exactly (laughs) come on, English professors, help me out here. That's right. (laughs) 
my so I had like all these thoughts rolling through my head and I was just yeah. trying to figure out what is my life supposed to look like? What is my life supposed to be like? And yeah. my mom, she was very adamant that uh, my brother and I go to church. Um, she made okay. sure that we were in church every single week growing up. And that was something that I kept um, all throughout my, my life there. Yeah. In high school, I realized that me going to church was more of a, a religious routine that I did. Um, mm-hmm. And I would go on Wednesday nights because that, that's just what, what we did. And I would read my Bible because that's what we're supposed to do. But I realized yeah. that there was a disconnect. I wasn't actually like developing a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I was just going through the motions. And right. So, I understand. Yeah. 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 When I realized that, I realized that because I was around uh, these other Christians that were, that were my age, but mm-hmm. I could tell there was a difference between them and me because there was like this fire in them. There was this passion in them for, oh. for being in God's house, for being yeah. like in his family. And I was just like, I don't have that. Why don't mm-hmm. I have that? So yeah. I, I just got on my knees in prayer one day. I was like, God, I, I want to have a relationship with you where I'm not just like, talking to you out of this religious routine, but I'm actually having a conversation with you and I'm allowing you to speak to me. And when I'm worshiping that it's not just songs that I'm singing because there are lyrics on the screen, but that I'm actually encountering you. And God heard that and he's like, okay, let's go. So (laughs) bringing me into his presence, I started developing this, this passion for God. And in that passion that I had for him, I kept, you know, like praying, I kept reading and I realized that I was going down like this road that I was not going to make it very long if I kept doing that because I mentioned all the things that were going on with my, my family that was causing me a lot of pain that I wasn't dealing with. Okay. I was shoving it in a box and like putting it in the corner of the closet where no, no one goes, no one talks about that corner of the closet. It's just mm. there. And God's like, Hey, you know, this is going to hurt, but I want to actually heal you of that pain. So that box in the corner, we're going to take that down. We're going to unpack that. Wow. Freshman year of college is when we started unpacking that. And as we unpacked it, like all this pain that I had bottled up that I put away was coming to the surface. And I just felt very raw in trying to deal with that. And because the feelings were so raw, because it was sometimes overwhelming, I started thinking about um, self-injury. I started mm. thinking about um, taking a razor to, to my arms. And in doing that, I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't trying to, to kill myself. I was trying to find some way to dull the pain because it was so intense that I, yeah. I couldn't you know, manage it on my own. Wow. And in that, God in his mercy and grace was like, hey, I know that you're feeling a lot of raw, intense emotions give those to me. Let me have those. Let me walk with you through this because those razors, those are not the answer. That's not going to help you. And there was a a vision that I had where I was just feeling so distraught that I had a razor in my hand and I was going to take it to, to my arm. And I could see Jesus like in this vision, just standing and grabbing my, my hand so gently saying, don't do that. Like, I don't want you to do that to yourself. I love you and I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to help you work through it, but you have to be patient and you have to trust me and you have to lean into me and learn to give me that pain and not try to like hold it all on your own. 
And that vision was so powerful. Wow. And while the, the thought and temptation to change myself still came from time to time, knowing that he loved me so much and cared about me so much right. kept me from, from going through with that act. Um, I had a mentor my freshman year of college, my freshman through senior year of college, who was so amazing. Like I was able to tell her all the things that I was dealing with, with home life. And she would graciously listen. She would provide correction where there needed to be correction, um, where I was sitting there being a victim and she would turn around and say, okay, let's turn you into a victor instead. Let's teach you what God says about you. Because right now you have this really low self-esteem because you're stuck in this perfectionistic mindset. Yeah. where you think you have to excel at everything. And if you don't excel at everything, you're a failure in life. And that is not true. Yes. And she took me through a, a study, a Mike Bickle study on uh, the book of Song of Solomon. Amen. And um, what Mike Bickle does in this study is he looks at Song of Solomon as an allegory uh, of Christ's love for the church. Mm-hmm. And so when I tell you it was an in-depth study, I am telling you that after like four weeks, we were still in chapter one of Song of Solomon. What? Oh my <laughs> so God. There was. After four weeks? Wow. <laughs> wow. But I bet it was so good. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. I can imagine. Yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> so. When you saw this vision and it and, and, and it kept you from 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 hurting yourself, was there ever I mean, ever a time where you actually did go through with it though? And how long did you do that? There, thankfully, was not a time that I did go through, did physically go through with it. That's good. It was a mentality of yeah. like low self worth and low self esteem and yeah. so much pain. Yeah that that was where my brain was going. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. God stepped right in on -hmm. time and kept you from that. That's amazing. Wow. With you, how would you say your faith? When you look at your faith and you know that Christ stepped in for you, what would you say that looked like for you? I mean, I know you had your times of worship. Uh, you know, you had your times of prayer. But how did that really look for you um, when those moments came up of, of temptation um, that maybe you felt like you wanted to? What was those moments? How did they look for you to keep you from that in your faith walk? Sure. Um, so the Song of Solomon study that I did with my mentor, that was really crucial in me having a mindset and identity shift, Mm -hmm. uh, because my focus was on all the pain. Um, my focus was on the perceived failings and doing that study showed me God's heart for me and how he saw me. Um, Song of Solomon one five, um, says I am dark, but lovely. And love um, that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so beautiful. Yes, yes. Um, to, uh, verse 214, um, that one talks about uh, the bride's voice. Um, yeah. 
I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, I understand. But, um, essentially, the, the verse says that, um, come out of the clefts, out of the mountainside. Um, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Amen. And so I kept telling myself, like, God says that I'm lovely. God says I am, even though I might be dark because of, of sin or other mm-hmm. things in my my life, he says, you are my child. You are my bride. That's I right. love you. I love you. So yes. I kept pouring myself, like, over those words over and over and over again. Amen. And I was like, I'm going to keep reading these. I'm going to keep reciting them until I actually believe them Amen. in my heart and in my mind. And Amen. my sophomore year of college, the uh, spring semester is when I got my breakthrough in that. Wow. And there, what happened that led up to this breakthrough, there was a question that I had in my mind uh, for several months that I never asked anyone this question. It just mm-hmm. existed in the back of my mind. Yeah. And I remember being at a university large group gathering. Um, university was an intercollegiate um, Christian organization on campus. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at the large group meeting, um, sometimes we would have speakers come and they would share about a topic. And there was one particular speaker. I think he was there to talk about evangelism. I say mm-hmm. I think because to this day, I do not remember what he was there to talk about. Okay. I remember the five-minute tangent that he went on that had nothing to do with this topic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know how those go. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. He, he went off, and he was talking about dating and yeah. relationships. And in this five-minute tangent, he answered the question that I had, the question okay. that I had never told anyone, that the only person who knew about this question was God. And I was like, wow, wow. you really love me to take like a whole group setting and for five minutes go on this tangent where you are answering a question that I had. God will do it. Yes. I was like, isn't wow. that something? Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have had experiences like that. I'm like, wow, a room full of people and what I prayed about. I got my answer from what someone said. Isn't that amazing? God is so loving like that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. He is. He is. That night is when I um, got my breakthrough and I fully believed. It was like, God loves me. He truly loves me. Yeah. And the minute that I accepted God's love for me, I started to love myself a lot more and I stopped wanting to injure myself. Amen. Because I was like, I am too valuable to a God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He created the heavens and the earth and the universe that is still expanding. Yes. And through all that, he says, you, Desiree Young, I want your heart. Yes. You, I created with a purpose and with a passion and I love you and I see you. That's right. And that was so wow. liberating for me. And yes. like, that carried me through and still carries me through to this day. And yes. my senior year of college, when I was struggling a lot with anxiety because I was trying to figure out, I was like, what's my life supposed to look like? 
I'm, yeah. I'm about to be 22 years old, about to be a college graduate. I have to help, have it all figured out because that's yeah. how life works, right? At 22 years old, you know everything. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, we want to have that plan. We want to know, you know, what my life is going to look like. We want to have all the answers, but it don't always work like that, you know? And we have to also realize, you know, like you changed your mind on your study in in school, you know, it's okay too to change our minds. It's okay. You know, um, sometimes we feel such obligation to do certain things because, you know, certain people may put pressures on us in life or want us to go down a certain road. But, you know, at the end of the day, we have to allow ourselves to be who we are. We have to live our lives knowing that, you know, Christ, Lord, order my steps. Lord, my life is in your hands. So just to allow that pressure to come off of us feeling we have to have all the answers, you know, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Help me to make the right decisions in my life. We have to be brave enough to sometimes tell our parents or other people, you know, in our lives that have influence over us, you know, no, I've decided to take another route, right? Um, Because sometimes the pressures of life and different things, they are a lot. And anxiety comes and, and different things. But I'm glad that you allowed the love of Christ to come into your heart and to help you in navigating your life and to help you to get free from things that were holding you hostage. Um, because God will do that. And his love is so amazing. So I'm so glad that you are at a place now in your life where you're comfortable in who you are, right? Right. Yes. And and I know that there are people listening or viewing now that may be where you were, may be at a place where they want to hurt themselves, may be at a place where they want to cut themselves or may feel like they want to commit suicide or just may be overwhelmed with life in itself maybe having a lot of pressures from people or one one thing after the other is happening in their lives. What can you say to them at this moment to help them and to reassure them that they're not alone, that God sees them? What what could you say to encourage them at this moment? Yeah, um, if it's all right with you, I'm going to read an excerpt from my book. Sure, sure. That- addresses this so the book is called winning the silent battle exposing eight lies hindering your mental health amen and throughout the the book i have what i call letters from abba okay. and abba is um a, a phrase that i use when i'm, I'm talking with god amen um, he is my my abba father yes yes all right so this is titled a letter of hope and it says my dear child It was never my intent that you would go through so much pain. It was never my intent that you would have these holes in your heart. I am so sorry for the pain you've been through. I'm sorry for all the disappointments that you've endured. Will you allow me to heal the broken places in your heart? Will you allow me to fill them with my gold lacquer? 
Will you allow me to bring you joy again? Will you allow me to love you completely, intimately, and fiercely? I love you. I love you. Here's a glorious crown of life that I want to place on your head. There's a beautiful garment of purple that I want to place around your shoulders. You are my beloved. You are my treasure. I delight in you. I was not in the voices that tried to silence yours, but I am here with you now. I've always been with you, with my arms wrapped around you. I've never left you. In the darkest moments that you faced, you were not alone. You were not there alone. I was there with you. I was holding your hand. I will carry you through every darkness. I will carry you through every pain into the light if you let me. I love you. I love you so much. Will you let me bring you into a place of healing and wholeness? It is my desire that you would be whole and fully who I created you to be. Beautiful, strong, brave, holy, and loved. You are so loved. I am here always. Sincerely, your kingly father. That's beautiful. Wow, that is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that. You can just feel the love. And and when you were reading the words, and I know that that has encouraged someone on today. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for who you are. I pray at this time for anyone that's listening or viewing that may be hurting so bad that they heard the love in Desiree's story and her and her reading that they heard the love that you have for them, which is an everlasting love. Heal the hearts, heal the wounds, and let them know that you are with them, that you will never leave them nor forsake them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for sharing that. It really got to me. Um, God is so good. At this at this time, did you have any last words that you would like to share with the audience before you share how they can connect with you? Um, take this time now to share your last words and how people can reach out and how they can connect with you. Um, and, and thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah, a few last things that I want to share. Um, there's a beautiful worship song called wrap me in your arms. And for anyone who is in, in their dark night of the soul, I would greatly encourage you to, to listen to that song and to, to let that be, be your prayer. I would also like to let you know that what you're going through right now, whatever pain you're enduring right now, pain ends and your story can be rewritten. Pain does not have to define you. God's love can define you. That's right. God's, God wants to define you by his love. 
That's right. And one last thing, more of a practical note. Yes, my faith was very instrumental in me learning to value myself and love myself. And I'm so grateful for that. I also believe in being practical and saying there's nothing wrong with reaching out and getting getting help and getting counseling if you need it. If you've tried it before and it wasn't your thing, yeah. try again. You can try it with a different counselor, but do that because that helped in also me identifying some some patterns that were a little ugly that yes. <laughs> needed to be uh, re- rewired, so to speak. That's right. That's right. So those are my, my final thoughts there. Um, for anyone who would like to connect, um, my website is called thevaultofthescribe.com. Uh, from there, you're able to access all of my books. And for anyone who's interested in publishing, uh, my website for publishing is called kingsglorypublishinghouse.com. Kings, say it again. Yep, King's Glory Publishing House. King's Glory Publishing House. Yep. Okay. And your other website, repeat that again too, please. Uh, the Vault of the Scribe.com. The Vault of the Scribe.com. Mm-hmm. Got yep. it. Thank you so much for sharing that. So there you have it, guys. Reach out, get connected. If you're going through, don't be afraid to get the help that you need. Know that you're not alone. Know that God sees you and he loves you and he cares. So I wanted to thank you again, Desiree, for sharing your story on today. Thank you so much for just being transparent and open, um, sharing with the people the love of Christ. So I thank you for that today. And I'm so glad that um, you found your healing and that you know that you are loved and that God sees you. Um, Thank you so much. And um, guys, be blessed. Thank you for joining us on today. And as I always say, keep looking up. All right, be blessed. Take care until I see you next time next week. Bye-bye. This is now a time of call to salvation. If you have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you at this time to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I confess that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart and save me. I confess that you are Lord and I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. I accept you now. In Jesus' name, I do pray. Amen. Hallelujah. If you repeated that prayer, you are now saved. Continue to build your relationship with the Lord in prayer and in reading His Word. Trust and believe that God has a beautiful purpose and plan for you. Jeremiah 2911. Be blessed and know that heaven is cheering for you as well as myself. God bless you and keep looking up. 
If this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to sow a seed into this podcast, you can do so with Cash App at dollar sign, keep looking up seven, the number seven, and PayPal, MSLadyB2020 at Comcast.net. God bless you.